Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for this opportunity to once again hear your word proclaimed. May we hear it. May we live it. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So if you could hang out with any famous person, who would you hang out with? Now, maybe it would be a, a movie star or a television actor or actress. That, that could be fun. Um, a, a famous politician or, you know, just one of those influencers, a celebrity type. Maybe you'd want to hang out with a historical figure, you know, somebody who made a difference in the world or perhaps a famous athlete. You know, I mean, it could be fun to hang out with Joe Burrow or, or Matt Stafford who are playing in the Super Bowl tonight, right? But it could also be a little weird. I mean, I think it's safe to say that they make a little more money than any of us here. I mean, all right, so Matt Stafford is making $23 million this year. Uh, just in salary alone, that's not all of his endorsements, you know. And, and then there's Joe Burrow. He's only making $2 million a year. But don't worry, he'll be all right. He made $24 million last year. So, you know, he might be hurting a little bit this year, but I'm sure he'll make up for it being the Super Bowl and all. But, I mean, I don't know. Would, would we even be able to relate to people like that? I mean, they could buy anything they wanted and pay cash for it. You know, well, I don't like this house, so let me buy this one over here on the lake. No, let me just buy the lake. You know, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, it's crazy the things that some of these rich and famous people can do. And, and could they even relate to us? Can we relate to them? Well, maybe some of them. I mean, I actually met a famous athlete one time. Well, I guess you can call them athletes. Um, any of you NASCAR fans in the room? Yeah, a few of you. Um, so, uh, I am from Catawba County, North Carolina. And Catawba County is famous for about three things. Number one, Lenoran University, which is the best of all universities, because it's my alma mater. Number two, uh, it's furniture. Um, Broyhill, Bassett are all in Catawba County. Um, well, they used to be before they went to China. But still, um, there used to be tons of furniture factories there. And number three is NASCAR. It is NASCAR country, you know, between that and Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is, um, which are sort of right next to each other. Uh, there's tons of drivers that live in that area. And so one night, um, one evening, when I was at my first church, I went, I went back home to Newton uh, because my father was out of town. He was um, actually at Luther Ridge for his camp formation cluster while he, he was still a pastor. And so um, Stacy and, and Rachel, because Mary Mark wasn't born yet, we went to take my mother out to dinner. And while we were there, we went to this buffet place, and I was getting my food, and I looked up, and there was NASCAR legend Dale Jarrett. Now, Dale Jarrett, if you don't know, won the Daytona 500 three times. He won the Winston Cup in 1999. Uh, he, he was inducted to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in, in 2014 and became an announcer. And then, coming up behind him, was his father, Ned Jarrett, also famous NASCAR driver, Hall of Famer, and he was an announcer. At which time, Ned says, hey, Stephen, how are you? I know. Well, the reason why is, like I said, it's NASCAR country. Um, Ned and his wife, Martha Jarrett, went to my father's church. Every Sunday morning, they would be there, and if they weren't, I could turn on the television and find out where they were. 
Um, nice people, wonderful people. By the time I came along, uh, Dale was already an adult and out of the house, and so I had never met him. So he introduces me. He says, he says to, to Dale, Dale, this is Stephen Mims. He's, he's Pastor Mims' son, um, and he's a pastor too. At which time, Dale Jarrett, NASCAR legend, says to me, it's an honor to meet you. Honor to meet me? Dude, you're Dale Jarrett. What are you talking about? And so even though, I mean, he's, his net worth is like $35 million, still very down to earth, the kind of guy that you could hang out with and, you know, share a beer with. And so if I'm picking the kind of celebrity that I would want to hang out with, it would definitely be somebody that would also want to hang out with me. Because that's the thing with those celebrities. It's one thing for you to hang out with them, but the question is, do they want to hang out with you? Because, you know, unless it's like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, chances are they're living in a different kind of world, right? Most of them don't want to slum it with us. We're just normal, everyday people. Nobody knows who we are. So, you know, it's they're up here. We're down here. Why would they want to be with us? Why would it be an honor for him to meet me? Well, I'm curious. As you were thinking of your famous person, did anybody think about Jesus? That's two services in a row. I'm kind of surprised. We are in church, you know, thinking, all right, the famous person I want to hang out with is Jesus. Because here's the thing. Of all the famous people out there, that's the one that would also probably want to hang out with you. And I have proof. In today's gospel reading, it's part of um, what we heard is the reading of the Beatitudes. Have you heard of the Beatitudes? Yes. The Beatitudes actually falls two places in the Bible. It's in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel. Today we heard Luke's version. And they are not the same. Um, in Matthew's gospel, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And for Luke, it's blessed are the poor. For theirs is the kingdom of God. There's kind of a difference there, right? I mean, poor in spirit, you know, maybe struggling with stuff, not doing, not overly happy. Versus poor, not having two nickels to rub together. That's what we're talking about here. But also, not just exactly the wording of what was preached, but where it was preached. In Matthew's gospel, it was part of the Sermon on the Mount. Where Jesus is on the mount, teaching to the people who were down below. In Luke's gospel, it said that he came down with the people and talked to them. Now, I'm going to go back up here because my mic breaks out right here. That's the only reason. But, but the truth is, Luke's gospel is all about Jesus coming there. Coming to the people. Coming down and being with us. It's Luke's gospel, by the way, that has the birth narrative that says, and you will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so what we have from this, Jesus' big teaching, the first big teaching that goes on in Matthew, he does it not from up here, away from the people. He's right down there with them. He's right with us. And then he goes on to say something that's pretty strange, actually. 
Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the hungry, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will laugh. Blessed are those, blessed are you when people hate you. For that's how they treated the prophets. Now see, in Jewish theology, this was shocking. And it kind of is to us too. Because for Jews, they believed that God, if you were rich, that's because God had blessed you. God loved you more. If you were rich, because, and that's why you were rich. And if, you were, and if things were going well for you, it's because God was blessing you. And don't we kind of say the same thing? Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, yeah, I'm so blessed. And that's not because your life is bad. It's because things are going well, right? When we talk about our blessings, we're talking about the things in our lives that are good. Are we not? We're not talking about, I'm poor, so blessed. Hmm, bounce three checks today. Blessed, blessed, blessed. You know, whoo-wee, I haven't eaten in two days. Feeling blessed. No, that's not what we're like. I mean, we are just as shocked as the first people hearing this because that's not what it means to be blessed for us, is it? But then it gets worse. It says, woe to you who are rich. You've received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you'll be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn. Woe for you who, for those who speak well of you. Because that's how they treated the false prophets. But now here's the thing. A lot of people read this and think, oh my gosh, well then I need to be poor. Yeah, let's just kidding. Nobody says that. Um, but does that mean that we need to mourn? That we should be in mourning all the time? Does this mean then that we should be starving all the time? Because that's what it means to be blessed. No. Because the reality is, in some point in our life, we will be on the blessing side and we will be on the woe side. But what it reminds us of is that through it all, Jesus is with us. Because that's what it means to be blessed. Because let's be honest, there is no one here now who... Who, if your things are going great, if you're laughing now, who won't at some point be mourning. There's nobody here who, if you're not hungry at this moment, you're going to be hungry at some point, probably today. Some of us feel very rich, and we've all, many people have been rich, and many people have been poor, and most of them have been rich and poor at some point in their lives. There's times when everybody hates us, and there's times when everybody loves us. We've been in all those places. So what's the difference? The difference is that Jesus is with us. And that's why we are blessed. Whether things are going great or things are going horribly. Whether we're rich, whether we're poor, whether we're laughing, whether we're mourning, whether we're hated, whether we're loved. doesn't matter because we're blessed because Jesus is with us. We have a God not that sits up here on high looking down, waiting for us to mess up. No, we have a God who gets down in the mud with us, who hangs out with us, who wants to be with us. And I don't know about you, but that to me is the very definition of being blessed. That we are loved by a God despite who we are, despite what we do, despite what we have. We're loved by God so much that he comes to be with us. And see, here's the thing. If God is willing to be with us, he's willing to be with the people that nobody else wants to be with either. 
those outcasts, those who have been pushed aside by society, those who are mourning, those who are poor, those who are struggling just to get by, the ones that no one wants to be around, he's with them too. He stands with them. And if Jesus is standing with them as his followers, that means you and I are also called to stand with them. To stand with the very people that nobody else wants to stand with. That's where we're called to be. That's who we're called to be with. Because you see, my friends, in all, we're called to stand together. As one holy people. As the children of God standing together. The rich, the poor, the happy, the sad, the, the filled, the hungry. Standing together to do God's will. That is when we are blessed, and that is when we are blessings to others. When we ourselves can be the very presence of Christ to other people, we are blessings to them. Dear friends, you are blessed, not because of what you have, not because of who you are, but because of who has you and because of whose you are. Jesus stands with you. Jesus stands with them. Let us stand with Jesus together. Amen.